What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Garrett from the band Silent Planet over Zoom video. Garrett was born and raised in Redding in Northern California and talks about how he got into music. Garrett really didn't start his uh, musical journey until he was in college. He went to school for basketball. He was really into basketball uh, growing up. And when he got to, to college, a friend in the dorms was playing uh, some Azalea Dying. They struck up a conversation. They both liked metal. And then eventually, that's how Silent Planet formed. Garrett talks about how the band toured for two years without any label support, just on an EP that they had recorded. He talked about signing with Solid State, putting out their first four albums, and we talk a lot about this new album, which is called Super Bloom, and Garrett talks about the accident the band had in their van and how that really changed the album quite a bit. So we talk a lot about how the accident played a part in the album and the process of the album, the concept of the album. Garrett dives real deep into this new record. And you can watch the interview with Garrett on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be amazing if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Silent Planet. Hello there, friends. It is Adam from Bringing It Backwards, and I want to talk to you about Factor. Factor is an incredible ready-to-eat meal delivery service. The food is absolutely delicious. You can get started on those New Year's resolutions with Factor. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and more. Plus, over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. You can forget about the frantic lunch preps and rush dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered right to your doorstep, which I absolutely love. I love knowing what's coming. I don't have to go to the grocery store. I don't have to prep the meal. That takes another 30 minutes. Just pop it in the microwave, done in two minutes. Factor now offers loads of snack options as well, like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep you going no matter what's on the schedule. What's huge about Factor for me is I always find myself in the drive through line. We have two kids. When they're hungry, they don't want to wait for me to sit down and uh, make something 30, 40 minutes later they got dinner. With Factor, I don't have to stop at the drive through Factor is cheaper and way more delicious than takeout. My kids agree. They love Factor over me stopping at you know one of the numerous fast food restaurants right around the area. They're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. Need a special occasion meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily as well. When things get hectic, which is a lot... <laughs> Over at my house with a 15-year-old and a 7-year-old, especially this past week where we've all been stuck inside due to the massive amount of snow we've had here in Middle Tennessee. I love Factor because it's flexible. You can change your order up every single week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week. You can also pause or reschedule your delivery anytime. Stress less over mealtime in this new year. Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Free up that time you used to spend shopping and cooking and cleaning up. No more wasting time in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I'm way too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going 
to come in handy massively for me in the new year, trying to, you know, eat more protein, cut down on some of the calories. Factor has me covered. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready to eat meals, they have cold pressed juices, which I love, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me energized during those frantic times. And for you bringing it backwards listeners, We've got a deal for you. Head to factormeals.com slash BIBTV50. That's B-I-B-T-V-50. And use the code B-I-B-T-V-50 and get 50% off. That's code B-I-B-T-V-50 at factormeals.com slash B-I-B-T-V-50 to get 50% off. B-I-B-T-V-50 and get 50% off at factormeals.com slash B-I-B TV 50. Hey Garrett, what's going on? I, I not much. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, of course. I'm Adam and uh, this is about you and your journey in music. And we'll talk uh, about the album coming out. In, uh, awesome. Well, later. thank you so much. Th- thank you, Adam. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited to chat. Uh, I did see, are you, are you originally from Northern California? I know the band kind of started in East from, LA area. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I am from NorCal originally. Yeah. And what part? I've lived up in San Francisco area for about five oh, years. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love San Francisco. I, I, I grew up in Redding, California, way up oh, there. Oh, wow. You're way up there. Yeah. Yeah. The record's actually kind of about that part of California, too. So it's funny you started with that. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'd love to, to, to chat about that as well. Um, so Redding, California, what was it like up there aside from, you know, it's beautiful up there. A lot of redwood trees and everything. It's, yeah. 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 By Humboldt. It's, Is uh, that uh, close to Humboldt? Humboldt County. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty close to Humboldt. Um, uh, growing up, went to Humboldt a lot. Um, I Big think weed uh, game there. <laughs> yes. They call it the Emerald Triangle uh, from, uh, from Reading to Humboldt to uh, Sonoma, oh, the, sure. the Emerald Triangle, uh, <laughs> both for marijuana and for psilocybin, I would say. Too. Oh, interesting. And then yeah. once you get down there to Sonoma, is more wine country as well. Exactly. Yeah. You have Sonoma <laughs> and Napa, like wine country. Uh, yeah. Um, the uh, Growing up, I heard a lot of a lot of stories, a lot of legends, a lot of mythology about um aliens and extraterrestrial craft and uh, wow. bigfoot sasquatch legend but a lot of that stuff a lot they do say it's the most paranormal sightings uh, in the world happen around the mount shasta area um, really i didn't know that yeah yeah um there's actually a there's a there's a really, it's like a Christian offshoot. I mean, it's kind of a, just like, I guess, would be considered a cult, I guess, um, <clears throat> called the I am activity that's based on the, uh, the idea that there's this ancient civilization called the Lemurians, like small people that live inside of Mount Shasta. And, uh, um, that has a lot to do with UFO mythology, um, that's what, what the record is about. Activity? Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay. This yeah. Actually, awesome. I, I got this 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 piece done, kind of like representing what it, like Mount Shasta, which is active volcano, and 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 the UFO sightings. Um, That's right. I funny, love that. Uh, the, the, super the, fascinating. The, the artist who did this piece, I told him about the piece, and he was like, "No way!" And I'm like, "What?" And he was like, "The only time I ever saw a UFO, I was like 12, and I was on a houseboat with my mom up at." Uh, up at lake shasta and i saw a ufo and so he he was apparently the perfect guy to do it because like yeah it's a very specific idea um the tattoo and it's just funny because he had that very specific experience um (laughs) that's so wild did you see any of that stuff i mean i totally believe in all that yeah i um i haven't no i i i haven't had any I haven't had any super profound UFO sightings myself, actually. Um, okay. I have had some pretty profound mystical experiences that have informed what I think of when I think of like UFOs and all that stuff. Um, but uh, specifically seeing 
craft that I'm like, this has to be, this is a UFO, you know, like there's no yeah. other rational explanation for it. I, I don't know if I can say um, that I am one of those people, which is funny because um, uh, I've read a lot of accounts and heard a lot of accounts, both from friends and people on just random strangers. But uh, yeah, uh, so you, you, I, have you had experiences? I have not, but it's always been really fascinating to me. Like it's like, I, yeah, I've always read into it. Um, I always wanted to like drive to Area 51 and everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm from San Diego, so you know okay fairly close to, i mean you're a where the band started is kind of like pomona ish area yep. right yeah yeah okay. East LA, yeah, yeah um, i love san diego we're in san diego um well i'm in nashville now but i grew up like um just a little bit east of like del mar area so about five miles inland like uh yeah penn mosquitoes poway area yeah oh man it's beautiful out there i i live for a little bit in carlsbad and i i just love uh Oh, cool. I, I love San Diego, especially North County. It's a little more slow paced and surfing. I was going to you know? say, yeah, yeah, definitely. I love, yeah, like uh, Encinitas, Carlsbad, all of that area is beautiful. Uh, when did you move to Nashville? Uh, almost three years ago, February okay, 20. I moved to Nashville two years ago. You're in Nashville as well? Yeah, yeah. No way. That's wild. Yeah, East, East Nashville, um, right next to Mitchell's. Okay. I'm. I'm south. I'm like down by Franklin area. So I'm not okay, really cool. in Nashville, but I just say oh, that because yeah, yeah. people will be like, where? <laughs> but if yeah. you are here, you're like, oh, I know. Exactly yeah. Yeah, where. yeah. But when, then when you're in Nashville, everyone knows what Franklin is for sure. Right. Yeah. If you were like still in, you know, California you might be like, oh, I don't know yeah. what that is, but um, wow, that's crazy. So you moved here what, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Moved. Uh, yeah. Um, early 2022. To be honest, though, I kind of bounced around until early this year. I finally found a place. Oh, cool! Um, very good. How do you like but it? Yeah, it's 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 been really good. I, I I'm very thankful. Um, really really been enjoying it. I, I think I'll always uh, California will always feel like home, but mm -hmm. um, it's it's good to be somewhere else right now. Yeah, hundred percent. I know. I I I only knew California. I lived in San Diego for a while, and then Bay Area, and then back to San Diego before. Uh, moving out here, but um, wow. yeah, also what are the odds we both moved from San Diego to Nashville? I know it's like it's wild though. When we came out here, uh, people were like, Oh, where are you where are you moving from? I'm like, Oh, California. They're like, You're the millionth person that's told me that. I'm like, Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I didn't even know it was this big influx of people moving here. Yeah, it's definitely a phenomenon. <laughs> I, and I, it makes, yeah, it makes sense in certain ways. I mean, I, I definitely having traveled the country a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Nashville is a place I knew I could live because it's not too extreme. Like it's not too extremely hot or too extremely cold mm -hmm. or I mean, the weather is extreme for sure. Like the fact that you'll like get the craziest rain and thunder and wind of your life. Oh yeah. But, uh, but <laughs> tornadoes. Um, ripping tornadoes. Through. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I just, I could never live in a place where you got to like wear a coat for five months straight kind of thing. No, um, me either. No. I can't, I can't do that. Um, this is enough snow for me. I think we only got like yeah. one or two days last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even see it. I missed it last year. I think I was on tour when it happened. It was, okay. uh, but yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I respect it, but I mean, yeah, if you, if, if you don't want to live in a place that has like hardcore snow, that kind of blocks off half the country for you right there. So. <laughs> right. hundred um, percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that's amazing. Um, so, well, how did how did you get into music? Do you come from a creative musical household at all? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, not at all. I uh, I think you recently. I, I was visiting my family back home. Um, Are they still in Reading? Yeah, yeah, okay. my family's still there, and uh, I was visiting some family, and I I saw an old friend, um, and uh, he he's a rapper, and. Uh, was like the local rapper uh and uh he would collab with like the the punk rock bands in high school and they would play shows together and and he he, and he told me he was like he was like it's so crazy that like you're doing music full-time and like he was just being nice and supportive but I, I i know that a lot of people from high school probably thought like i was like the most jock of all like all i cared about was basketball and winning basketball oh, really? games and going to college to play basketball that was literally the only thing that mattered to me. And, um, I was very tunnel vision 
uh and uh music was like a was i enjoy music i guess because like almost everyone enjoys music on some level but uh i had no concept of what music was how to sing how to like i i was completely non-musical and even and and to even uh into the early days of silent planet i I would say i was tone deaf i had like no distinction of like notes and i i had no ability to sing whatsoever until um i met melissa cross in 2018 and i'll never forget she spent hours on the piano with me trying to get me to follow the notes until finally something clicked and um i stopped being tone deaf that day Um, by no means did i become frank sinatra but um i uh well, you can I, I, definitely sing. So. <laughs> I, I, I can sing. Like I, I, I can sing now. I I'm not great at singing, but one thing I've learned about singing is it's not it's not all it's not all American Idol. Singing's not all about like having the craziest range and the most impressive ability to hit every note. I think still a lot of singing's emotion. I think a lot of singing can be uh, just embracing your unique voice and kind of doing something with it and so um it's yeah kind of uh, kind of segues into the album that we are coming out with i guess because i sing on that record a lot more than i've ever sang before oh really a lot more yeah yeah vocals Uh, than yeah pretty much all the singing on the record with two small exceptions is me on this record and uh previous records it was um it was mostly uh, mostly our bassist who left the band um, uh, very amicably. We're still like best friends. He just he has a kid and wants to be full time dad, and I think that's the best decision he could be making. So we 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 really support that. But um, um so our, our 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 old bassist Tommy used to do the singing. Um, or uh, on the on the fourth our our record that came out a couple of years ago, Iridescent uh, Mitchell started singing so on this new record mitchell does a little bit of singing uh actually our drummer alex does one small singing spot and then i, oh, wow. I do I, I i do probably 80 percent of the singing and by by singing i mean yeah like yeah the uh, clean, I guess clean singing, not, not yeah. screaming because yeah. i've always done the screaming but uh sure. now i'm um now i'm the good cop and the bad cop so to speak people <laughs> you know often call that kind of metalcore good cop bad cop um, sure so now now i'm i'm just both i guess that's awesome um yeah. real quick on the basketball thing how long did you go to end up going to college for, to play basketball kind of something um, you doing? kind of i i, I went I to school I, sport. I tried i tried for a bit i realized that i was um seven inches too short i was gonna uh, say are you you must be fairly tall i i'm 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 a hair under six foot, so not really. Okay, um, not very tall. <laughs> no, pretty normal. Not short, I, but obviously not. Yeah, like the shortest guys in, 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 like high, school, six, in high school. It's pretty good because, like, I was, I was faster than everyone, and I was pretty aggressive. Uh-huh. But then you get on the college level, and I'm like, I'm not faster than everyone. <laughs> in fact, I'm slower than most of these people. <laughs> um, and so, pretty quickly realized that that wasn't in the cards for me, and. uh Started a band, heard a guy in the dorm playing Azalea Dying Riffs, and I'm like, you like metal? I like metal. This is like 2009. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, his dad turned out to be Sting, the pro wrestler. Um, no you know, way. Like black and white face paint, Steve, yeah. Steve Borden. Wow. And so Steve, Steve Borden bought us a bunch of equipment and um, helped us get started as a band. We were called Panopticon. Uh, we uh, played like a student talent show thing. And then everyone kind of got over that. I found more people. Most of those people quit. And then kind of started finding in like 20, 2012, the members that would become Silent Planet today. But yeah. Wow. And so did you go to school in uh like it, yeah, in LA. To, yeah, into yeah. LA. Is that how you got down there yeah. to meet the rest of the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Band? I moved there for, for college. Um, and the band started uh the band started uh the band started uh as um sorry, I just got distracted by memory. <laughs> no, all good. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the band, uh yeah, the band and we came up with the name in oh nine Silent Planet, started playing shows in like oh nine, two thousand ten. 
and then it was in 2000, uh, 2012 that we did our first tour. Um, wow. 2013 was our first out off of the West coast tour. Um, 2014 was the first year that we toured like a ton. Like we, we toured extensively in 2014. Um, and, uh, yeah, here we are today. I think 2014 is when our first record came out as well on solid state. Okay. This is so our wow, fifth so you're doing, yeah, you, you were doing two years of touring prior to even signing with solid state. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we, That's um, incredible. we, we had an EP out mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, like, I don't know. We, we, we are, uh, definitely a bona fide DIY thing. <laughs> definitely. Like didn't skip that step. Did probably did too much of that step. If anything, we hung out on that first step for years. Um, you know, playing dive bars, garages, um, parking lots, that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, did that for a long time and very grateful we did that. Cause I think we are still, <clears throat> I think we're more DIY than we're not, I guess I would say as far as like, we still, you know, someone in our band is pretty much figuring out everything um, mm -hmm. that happens, whether it's merch or gear or driving, you know, whatever. So um, I, I think we've kept that, that um, kind of ethos, I guess um, of, of DIY and uh, still love the, you know, on occasion to kind of play a smaller venue, even though I think now with like our setup and stuff, it's, it's definitely easier to play like a venue that has like the soundboard and stuff. But, uh, mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, very much, um, did the thing that I think isn't as common these days where we just kind of play, we played shows before anyone wanted to see us play shows, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think nowadays people kind of get their music out there on the internet and they wait until there's a demand and then they play shows. And yeah, I, think I was going to say, I, that's how I way. feel. I, I think it's not, I, I don't think it's like that at all anymore, right? I mean, like, you guys were able to build a fan base and go out and play a bunch of shows for two years before you sign a deal and put an album yeah. out. And yeah. now it's like, if you get one song on, you know, TikTok that does something or Spotify, yeah. it's like, okay, now am I re I might only have one song, but, like, now I've got to, like, build yeah. up that song. It's like it, trying to, like, reverse it's engineer so it. Yeah, it's it's it, things have changed so much. I I feel old saying this, but I I don't I don't care. I'm okay with being old. Um, I just I'm older like, than you, so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, it has changed a lot, and um, you know, I I I don't know if it's all for the better. Uh, I I mean, I, I would say that about a lot of I think the way our world's changed and and been commodified on social media. Mm -hmm. It is what it is, and I, I'm not upset about it, but I also don't know if it's a good thing. Like, like I think those those formative years of just playing shows for small amounts of people um, really kind of taught us a lot about like me the, the music scene being like a community, like literally a community. Like like you eat with these people, will feed you, and you will stay at someone's house. Like right. you're on stage being like, "Hey, can we crash with you?" And you end up crashing with someone and who knows, like maybe their house is amazing and you're like, this is the coolest thing ever. Or like, it's like an apartment that uh, just smells like cat piss, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you, and you, and you get the whole range of it, but right. you learn to just be thankful for what you have and it keeps you humble, you know? And, and, and so like you're touring and you're seeing the world and your friend's like, whoa, you're on tour, you're a rock star. And you're like, no, I play for five people a night and I sleep in a Walmart parking lot. Like I have more in common with like a vagabond or, you know, th than right. I do, uh, a rock star, but, um, it's cool. And it definitely like teaches you how to, um, it, it, it teach it, it teaches you what matters, you know, and it, 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 uh, it's a cool way to see the world, you know, too. Cause like, you're not on a bus. You can't just like retreat to your bus. Like you're, in, you're out there, you know? Right. Even, even warp tour was an event. Just like we just hung out at our merch tent all day for a whole summer. Cause oh my God. the van is too hot, you know, and unless sure. you have a bus or a, a bandwagon or something that has like an AC generator, you're just like, you're just kicking it in some shade somewhere. You know? <laughs> oh my, but I have so much respect for, you know, you guys and bands like yours that have done the grind because I feel like, uh, you have the loyal fan base and the longevity that I don't think a lot of the one 
quick song on TikTok will be able to to do, right? I mean, you're you're putting out your fifth album, which is like pretty crazy, pretty yeah, wild. Five. Fifth record, and you know, it's um, it's my favorite record too, which is fun because uh, I think if I'm being completely honest with you, when we finished and put out our third record and our fourth record. Mm-hmm. I felt like that that process. I didn't know if it was the process or the product, but I felt like there was a mat. I didn't feel the same magic that I felt um, when we did our second record in 2016. Everything was sound, hmm. and I really struggled with that. And I had a lot of moments um, throughout, not just making the third and fourth records, but like even this, what we're doing right now, like the the, the press and. And, and talking with folks where I just felt kind of disillusioned. I was like, Oh, is that, is the magic gone? Like, am I, you know, am I just always going to be looking back um, in time? And it's, it makes me really happy to be able to say that um, this, this fifth record brought all the magic back for all of us and like the process of it like uh, even if we come out with this record and people are like this is ass like this sucks and i don't think that'll happen i mean people love the singles i mean the songs that you put out thus far huge well thank thank you no (laughs) i I feel i feel like it's unlikely but even if it did happen (laughs) i would i i i know i know that this record um i i know that this record um really uh this 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 one felt right like it just things fell into place in a way that um it feels like you can't even con- you can't contrive it like it, it it feels like you were at the right place at the right time um some people would call that fate or luck some people would call it kismet um some people would just call it the divine i i don't know like I'm not saying that like our records, like, you know, the only thing, but as an art, I think every artist who's made a few different things knows that feeling where sometimes it feels like you're just pushing it and it's, it's all the effort that you can do. And sometimes it feels like you push it until at a certain point, something starts pulling it. And then you're like, Oh, I'm going to follow where it's being pulled, you know? Um, And and this was one of those, those experiences. Mm -hmm. I know that there was, uh, you know, you guys got in a pretty bad wreck, right? During yeah. the middle yeah. of the, do you feel like, I mean, I don't know if you mind talking about that. I'm just curious if the first, cause you, what had ha- first, you did the first half of the album or you had a majority, some of it done, right. And then that happened and then you had to go back in or was like, yeah. Right? Um, no, yeah. We, we, we had written a lot of stuff. Funny enough, actually the night that our van crashed, um, I was listening to the demo of what became antimatter and oh, wow. um, cause I, I, I had, I wasn't driving at the time that our van crashed, but I had driven for six hours before the crash. Like I, I drove and then uh, we, we did a switcheroo. I climbed in my bunk and, and, and uh, um, yeah, we crashed, but um, mm-hmm. I, I had been listening to the demo for antimatter. Uh, it was called head at the time. Cause um, oh, interesting. and the funny thing is a lot, a lot of the song changed, but I'd give anything to be in over my head was still there. And so then our, va- we listened to that. Then our van flips, I get thrown across the van. I get knocked out. I wake up with like the most blood I've ever uh, seen in my life and then realized it was my own blood and then realized that I was literally flipped. I was like in over my head. It, the whole thing was just, it was weird. You know? like, yeah. Oh my God. Like, even that, like, not not to like, not trying to romanticize the situation, but I think because we all like survived, and I think I'm the only person with like lasting injuries. Maybe my back, my back is not the same. Like my my lower back is probably never that I'm aware of may never be the same. To be honest with you, but anyways, um, oh so I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I guess I can if I do romanticize it, I'm, I'm allowed to. But uh, <laughs> I, all that to say, uh, it's funny because. Even that kind of feels like a little bit like I was pushing on what the song would do. And then there was like a pole that feels mm. like something on the other side yanks it. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying there aren't like 
obvious physical explanations for our van crash as much as just the fact that even the van crash felt so um i look back at it and it's so intertwined with the process that 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 like it, it was obvious that i had to write about the van crash in that even though the song also has a deep has another way that it fits within the concept because it's like a concept album and and, and it's kind of a chapter mm. i see all the songs like chapters in like a book sort of um and, and antimatter is a chapter of it but also has like a very heavy um influence of the van wreck uh wow. for us yeah oh my gosh i yeah I, I, <clears throat> you hurt your bag you said right did you and you yeah i, bro- I broke open, a bone right? You broke yeah, your smashed back my head over. open and I broke a bone. Um, called I the have had, I've had five neck or four at this point neck surgeries. So I, I know. Whoa. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah. my whole neck is like robotic. <laughs> Whoa. So you have like, do you have like art? You have like rods yeah, in there? I've fake discs and then a cage and they had to take a piece of my bone out of the back of my neck. Uh, Whoa, all that being you said, have, you must live with a lot of pain. <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, it's brutal. Um, yeah, I've. Uh, How do you I, deal with that? Uh, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I, I now I go to a Chinese medicine doctor. It is like acupuncture. And, acupuncture, yeah. Um, he does this one thing where I can't remember what it's called. Like it starts with an M. It's basically like this herb that he burns and he puts it like on like the needle and it like I don't. It's crazy but it works it's a medicine yeah i mean it's effective to a certain extent like i can only go like this far and i could feel it like still hitting my nerve all the way down i had like three cord compressions with my disc slipping uh and all that so i i could i i can uh sympathize definitely with a broken back i can't imagine Dude, you can more than so i mean you i i can say with certainty that what you are going through is um way rougher than what i'm dealing with i, I mean that's well the pain that's, back that's pain some crazy back stuff and that's gnarly and, and i've well there's there's a there was one time it was actually san diego 2016 we were playing a show at soma and i okay. ran on stage without stretching and i i like was waving my i was like head banging but like without any rhythm or like up and down <laughs> and i went boom and i like popped something and i couldn't move my neck for like a week uh-huh. and and like I still kind of feel some soreness, and I think it's from that, but it's not that bad. But but I've had a few times when the neck locks up and you can't move it, and it's like really hard to even think when your <laughs> neck is in a bad place. And I know you know what that is like. Oh I mean, yeah, you must know what that's like. Where it, your neck gets so bad, where like you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't talk. I mean, it can get so bad. I I. I I uh, just props to you for doing this, and oh, also like appreciate. <laughs> I wish you the best, man. I hope I hope that modern science like figures out some like cool new shit or something for you. Oh, I appreciate. It. I I hope so too. Yeah, it's been a it's been a few years. Of, you know, it's I've had so many, and then it was like after you get one, it just can carries down to like okay, now this this disc is gonna fail, and then so on and so forth. But yeah, um, did you have to get surgery for your back? I know we're on a tangent here, but I'm just curious. No, no, I okay. didn't. Um, thankfully, that's good. Yeah. I would, I would, I would definitely advise against it. Yeah, that's I, actually, you know, I, so I had a I had a friend tell me the same thing. Um, thankfully, um, a surgery wasn't even indicated for for like the break or the, the fracture. Is is a fracture of huh. the pars intraarticulis. Um, I think what it did do is it kind of my hips are out of alignment. Anyways, I, I I think there's I think there's some stuff I still need to figure out. I should probably find a certain chiropractor. I should probably do a, a certain kind of physical therapy thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was weird I, when when the, when the accident happened. The focus was so on my head, and like they did brain oh, scans yeah. to make sure there was no head trauma. That like the back thing didn't really even show itself until like a couple weeks later. I mean, at least I didn't really you know start noticing it until a couple weeks later. Yeah, with your head, were you everything was fine? I mean, aside from getting yeah, every, everything was fine. Head. Everything was fine. I, I will say that there was. Um, I will say that it was um, immediately after. Like I woke up from a concussion, and our drummer was 
not there. Like everyone else was talking and responding, but our drummer wasn't there. So I legitimately thought of the worst. And I was like digging around in the wreckage in my underwear, just looking for him. And it's like, you know, 18 degrees outside and it's like dark. And I thought the worst had happened, but it turned out, it turned out that, um, uh, while I was knocked out, a trucker had already pulled him out of the van, which told me that I must have been knocked out for some time. Yeah. Um, and also, I was seeing these like really bright colors in my peripheral, like, um, yeah, like magentas, yellows, green, just bright, like kind of like TV um, colors uh, um, on the on the. Um, the peripherals yeah Yeah. and uh um that 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 lasted for quite some time uh it was still going on even when i went to the hospital and uh it was actually the inspiration for the antimatter video that 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 they're like at a club and stuff oh really like the idea was like what if because you see you see the guy like at some point you see like a van's upside down a guy's like crawling out of a vehicle um Mm -hmm. but the the idea of it was like what if like those colors were like a world that I could like just go further into, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah. Wow. Um, well, I'm glad you're okay. I mean, that's Thank you. insane. I mean, especially I'm glad you're snowing. okay. Even though like, I'm sure you have a lot of days you do not feel okay. <laughs> it's yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I, but what you guys went through, that's a crazy. I mean, to, yeah. Uh, I can't even imagine with, with, if, you know, if that, I, I go between California and Nashville a lot. Can I like bring you weed? Would that help your, your pain? Does <laughs> I, weed help you? I, I it used to, and then but it doesn't anymore. So I I've I've gone sober because of all the pain medications that they've given me over the years. Oh yeah, I, yeah. yeah so you, yeah. The, well, because that's that's the thing, right? Like our old member Thomas, he has all. The, so he should be dead. He got. He actually set a world record for being hit by a car and surviving. Um, in 2012, a drunk driver hit him from behind and launched him like more than half of a football field. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's psychotic! Like, from impact to where he from impact from like where he got hit is unbelievable. Anyways, his whole back is lined with similar to you, just tons of artificial Metal. stuff. Yeah, and his his pain was unreal. And uh, I so I just learned from him, like, it's it's scary because there's so many so many um you know pain meds they'll try to give you but those things are those things are a deal with the devil for sure a hundred percent yeah it was a it was a long road and then i did the weed thing and i just i had to just try to just get sober. <laughs> mentally yeah get sober and just try to do it this way but um, wow. i'll give well, you dude, my that's, no, that's awesome oh i thank you i was gonna say after this when we're not recording and I'll give you the guy that I use and he's in Brentwood. So I don't know if that's super far from you, but yeah, he's really good. Well, I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing and a lot of respect to you getting sober with that kind of pain. Cause that kind of pain is a, is a fucked up drug of its own. Oh, a hundred percent. But I do, I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm just going back and I mean, this is, this has been such a great conversation. Thank you so much for for talking about all of this. Oh, thanks me. for having me. I, I know we're definitely not not the biggest fan, but I, I appreciate you take, taking I, time. You guys are awesome. No, I I, oh, I think you. it's cool that you, just a, totally off topic, but you were talking about Azalea dying. You heard your that your friend playing that. You guys are touring with them or doing some shows with them coming up, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A couple, yeah. In Empiricon Fest. I think they're headlining like all the Empiricon Fest or something. We're, we're doing two of the dates of it. Cause we'll, we'll cool. be over there in Europe supporting a, a different band. Um, and I think our tour is just going to kind of like weave in and out of that. Cool. That's awesome. Um, well, okay. So how much of the album was done prior to the accident? And then that must've obviously with aftermatter that must, or antimatter that yeah. would change quite a bit, but were a lot of the songs kind of reconsidered or relooked at after this and oh, like, for sure. Take yeah. A new look on them all or, yeah, I, I I'd say about half the record was written at the time. Probably over half of it was written um, musically, lyrically though not not that much. Honestly, I I'd, I'd been trying and struggling, and um, I think um, 
antimatter was a bit of a breakthrough and helped me um kind of get my footing with uh the album lyrically but um it was um it was and is a very um yeah it, it, it was an interesting experience it was like typically i would write albums about topics like our second record is like all like a walk through a mental hospital and like different stories um or like our first record was about like women throughout history who uh changed the course of history with their their love or the third record was about a pot the apocalypse mm-hmm. um and this record uh was is about it's more it's more like a concept album in the way that it's not just about a topic it's actually about like a specific story and um so it was a unique challenge writing with like not being able to just completely change settings and and people and and, and stories but um it was also really cool and kind of let me get into some like maybe deeper emotional territory mm-hmm. is this the first i mean the other albums have con or were the more themed but is this the first like real concept album you guys have done or oh, yeah, i would say so i would okay. I, I would say so we're like yeah it's the first it's like a traditional concept record in the way of it's like about it's about a person place thing you know like uh, like in that way like it's not because i think all of our records have been heavily topical um yeah but but th- this is like yeah a person a place and a thing okay are all like readily defined if that makes sense so yeah and you said it kind of yeah. relates back to mount shasta and the aliens right yeah yeah and, and a, a, a kid who went missing in 1996 and uh and what may or may not have happened then oh wow so it's a story there's like actual real storyline kind of yeah and and um yeah the we kind of the music will come out first and kind of speak for itself but uh then um in different little fun fun and sneaky ways we're going to start releasing um uh, journal entries uh that that kind of inspired the writing so yeah Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh it's I'm I'm looking forward not just to the record coming out, but to everything we have planned that's gonna follow that um will sort of um maybe give people a more enriched experience, hopefully. We'll see. That's really cool. And I that concept sounds like I, I just I love all that stuff, like the aliens, like conspiracy type things and like yeah when missing like uh, yeah that yeah I, I love that have you ever seen fire in the sky um y- you know i actually never watched the movie i watched the trailer for it and i watched part of the guy's interview it was it joe rogan he did or, i don't know if oh they, yeah he was yeah he did he was on joe rogan the guy that wrote the the guy that actually was abducted right was yeah, on, i think was he was williams on arizona i believe right outside yeah of yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly the movie yeah, I remember seeing lot. the movie years ago. I didn't realize that it was like I knew it was like based on a true story or whatever. I didn't know the depth of it until I got older, but it's an interesting it's it quite, is. It's an interesting movie and interesting it, uh like storyline. It is. It's uh it's also like um Yeah, fi- yeah, Fire in the Sky. That's a, it's a crazy one. It um it honestly uh uh there's a lot of really crazy, interesting stuff that happens in that Flagstaff area. As, as you may know, that's mm-hmm. very heavily Navajo land. Um, yeah. And I have a very good friend named Rod. He toured with us um, in the past. I have a good friend named Rod Cooley who um, he's, he's of the Navajo nation. He, he grew up on the reservation and uh he he's told me some really interesting stuff uh so I, honestly i think he's one of the early people that piqued my interest in wow. this topic um and i i think our a lot of the super bloom stories inspired yeah not just by ufo mythology but also the interaction between native cultures and ufo and because i i think that um i think there were you know, b- before before the colonization of of this land, 
this was obviously a, a, a lot of a lot of Northern California was heavily native, and um, I think they had a very different relationship with the earth, and thus they had a very different relationship with uh, the other beings um, than, than than we kind of allow ourselves to have with our modern world. A hundred percent. If even when it goes, if you looked at like a, the Mayans and everything that was happening yeah. down in Mexico, like what they have built and like there has oh. to be some connection there to like yeah, the, terrestrial life. There is. Yeah. The, oh, absolutely. You talk about the pyramids. Yeah. There's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like one of the few things in life that I would bet everything on would be the fact that Egypt and a bunch of people that they had slaved, enslaved in, uh, at that time did not just build those pyramids. Like, like the symmetry, the mass, the fact that those things only really make sense if you looked at them from an aerial perspective. <laughs> like the fact that there's rock in the pyramids that came from hundreds of miles away that simply would not have been brought there. Like there's just too much that uh, going on with the pyramids that um, they're still discovering things about yeah. the pyramids. Still, well, they're saying that like they wouldn't even have like a blade that could cut the yeah the 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 rock or anything. I mean, yeah, there, there's there's absolutely no way that it's one of two things. Yeah, either out influence from a different um, from different beings or or a civilization and and its technology that preceded all of them that that maybe was completely wiped out somehow. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, because even with the Mayan count, the Mayan pyramids, like all the stairs, and the, it just is so elaborate. It's like, how would the hell would they yeah. do that? Oh yeah, people <laughs> struggle to do that stuff today. <laughs> right, hundred uh, percent. Well, I I can't wait to the, hear the full album. I love the you know the four that you guys have put out this far, and then the album coming out. I think what two weeks on the third. Oh, well, you haven't heard the record. I haven't heard the full thing yet. I can ask Shane oh, okay. for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure they're down to send you if you want. I, I figure, I figure that they let you have it just because um, the the previous person I I, I might have today, had it. I um, might have it. Had it. Um, but yeah, it's I, I, I'm excited for people to hear it. I think the the, the title track, um, which is the last song, Super Bloom, uh, is my favorite song we've ever made. Um, really, and. I just like I just didn't it's my favorite song by far. I just didn't want to make it a single oh, sorry, I, I like you. I switched to like safe driving mode. Can you hear me now? Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I um the the last one it, it be because it's the last song and it's like the culmination of the whole story, it just it didn't feel right to make a single, but um Definitely my favorite one. I, I don't think it'll be as, as popular as Antimatter's been because I think Antimatter's um, kind of checks all the boxes for like Spotify playlisting, probably. Mm -hmm. But um, and Super Bloom doesn't really check any of the playlist boxes. But um, I, I do, I do think it's the best thing we, we've ever made, and I'm really excited for people to hear the album. So. Awesome! I'm an idiot because I just found it was buried in my email. Oh under, well, hey, under, check it out. So, yeah, now I wish I would have known the... that. I could have listened to it before. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you send me when you send me the uh, the acupuncture info, just uh, let me know your thoughts. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Now I feel like a dick because I didn't see this. Oh no, 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 no. Because no, I have I... a couple of press releases. I'm like, okay, yeah, I, don't know, I saw the music, watched the music videos, and you know, the, I mean, hey. information on the Day Seeker tour and. Now I'm, put, you have heard two fifths <laughs> of the record. Um, yeah, so, now I'm seeing you know. it, and the song that you you said the your favorite song ever. Like yeah, uh, the title track. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait track, to hear yeah. it. It's, it's a five minute banger. You. Yeah, it's it's a long one. It's it's like I love it. That song is like three songs. We joke that that song is like the first third is Jimmy World, <laughs> the second third is Radiohead, and then the last third is just us, I guess. Um, but it's like as far as like as far as I guess like vocally and musically we're like we're like who did we rip off okay Jimmy <laughs> World and then we ripped off Radiohead and then we just kind of did our thing <laughs> <laughs> I love it well thank you Garrett so much for doing this man I've I've had a great time talking with you hey, yeah, th thank you very much and um, I uh, 
um, I, I can't wait to hear it. And uh, maybe maybe I'll run into you at Dose or something. No, I would love that. Dose, I would so. love that. Um, I have one more question for yeah. you real quick. I want to know if yeah. you have uh, any advice for aspiring artists. Oh, yeah. I definitely do. Um, don't sign a label deal. Um, unless if it's like 50-50 and they're like giving you enough money to buy a house. Don't, don't, don't don't do labels. Um, and it's coming from like, I, I, I want to be clear. Solid States definitely one of the better labels as far as like, they don't, they're not full of shit and they don't lie and they don't steal. Um, and the, like the bar so low, <laughs> like, like, like they're above that. Um, it, they're, they're far above that, but, but a lot of labels are not, um, you know, like, um, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but I don't really give a shit. Like, you know, the victory records or like Sumerian records, like, like there's so many labels that are just like you mean victory just, records was ripping people off <laughs> <laughs> Never. no one's ever heard about that there's not a whole famous band that talks about that uh, but um you know like it's it's yeah um i would say don't sign i'd say find your sound um don't be afraid to take influence from other artists but like find your sound um play as many shows as possible um i would say to an aspiring artist most bands are two people creatively i i I believe that um whether it's like a family or a band it's kind of a two-person thing typically you need i think most bands need two people creatively um that you don't have to agree on everything and in fact you shouldn't the fact i think that's why two works because you will battle and kind of find the truth in the middle I mean, the battle doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be brutal, but, but, um, it's the push and pull between two creative voices that I think most, I find almost every band is two people creatively, um, sometimes more, but, um, I think a lot of times it's two. So find your musical soulmate would be another one. Um, and, um, just, yeah, like know why you're doing it. I think, I think people need a story. So, we are, we are narrative being so fi- both in your lyrics and also just like as a band, know who you are, know what your story is like, why you, you know, it, like there's already, you know, fallout boy and bring me the horizon and whoever already exists. So like why, why your band? Um, because there is a why, but like you need to find it. It's not going to like maybe show itself right away. I think your creative voice is it is is the things that you love and your influences and then also stuff that's unique to you and in your story and your interests like for me i kind of found like different metal influences and then also like i had a philosophy background and a psychology background and i put that into it um and, and so it's like find like like identify what you're bringing to the table so that when your influences show up, you're not ripping them off. You're simply like adding to the conversation. Um, so that would be my, my advice. <laughs>